Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Good morning. Love Talk Radio. Come on in here. Yes. Uh, So, I I hear some sounds in the background. Yeah, I hear some uh, echo in the background. Come on in here. Yeah. But what's I don't know what happened. Huh? Something Good else morning. was going Yeah. Okay, can I go? Yes. Good morning, Black Earth in America. How are you doing out there? I hope everybody is well. Uh, it's been a couple of weeks, but um, I'm back. I'd just like to say I'm y'all. I miss all of you, not y'all. I miss all of you. Just a couple of things I would like to uh, explain or give my opinion. I'd just like to give a shout-out to the football players in Missouri. They show how much power they have. It took a lot of guts. It took a lot of... It took a lot of unity and a lot of... uh, 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 togetherness to pull off what they pulled off. Imagine... Put your million-dollar scholarship on the line to address racism. An average scholarship on the D1 level is over a million dollars. You talk about room and board, the books, and any other items that come along with having a scholarship. And he put their scholarship on the line. All the brothers. Hey, hey, you guys say about, I say 70% of the team are young black men. So they all put their scholarship on the line. And they had the support of their culture staff. You know how much money Missouri, the University of Missouri football team makes per year? Close to $20 million. Minimum $20 million. And they had to forfeit the rest of the schedule in order to make a stance. And as a result, as a result, the president of the institution resigned. That's what happened when we pulled together. That's what happened when we make the stand. They didn't go around beating their chest and pumping their arms in the air. Or they said, they said well, we're not going to play anymore. Like the rest of this season, if you don't stop what you're doing on this campus, 
You won't have a football game. And you know on these colleges, they love their football games. Oh, they love their football, basketball games. So, and these were young brothers. We're not talking about middle-aged brothers. We're not talking about young you know, the average football player on D1 level is like 19, 20 years old. Yeah, you have some that's 23, 24, they've been red-shirted and everything. Why not? This is not a sports talk show. I'm not going to go into what red-shirt means. But some of you guys out there know what red-shirt means. But these was young men showing the world what they could do when they pull together. That's what I'm talking about. That's why I talk about doing something. Something. But that was major, man. That was major. Which is going to lead into something else that I wrote about last week. Black man, what are you doing? You know, social media is our business. It's queen, mother for real talk, media, business. Social media is our business. So I scroll down Facebook on a daily basis. And I see, I, see, I see all these posts. All these posts. I mean, write some good information. Good information. I even invite a couple people on the show to give them some exposure. And all, all of them. Denied. He wants to come down for whatever reason. So, why post anything that good information if you're not going to share that information? Posting it is one thing, but living it is another. Living it is another. I Yo, Green, excuse me. Green, this is uh, Jedediah Shaw from Facebook. Oh, uh, is this Brother Sherrod? Uh, yes, Tori. Oh, good morning. I was just giving my commentary, uh, my usual commentary, before uh, before the guests come on. But since you on, good morning, brother. How are you? Good morning, good morning. I'm good, I'm good. I got your, uh, your reach out on Facebook, and I was like, uh-huh. yo, this is a good brother. I'm always down for something positive, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well... Uh, uh, how I noticed you uh, was this picture you was leading the march with your organization. Mm-hmm. Uh, y'all was all dressed up in your uniform and whatnot, and, and you were leading the march and everything, and uh, which uh, caught my eye. So I went to your page and reached out to you, and you said, sure, brother, why not, with no problem. With no problem. And I was just saying that it's a difference in posting that good information, but you have to live it. You have to live it. I could write all day, but if I'm just going to sit in the house and do it, not do anything, well, really, I'm not uh, uh, contributing to the plight of our people. Mm-hmm. So that that's what I was getting ready to talk about. So... How you say your first name? Jedediah, but um, my real name is Huhika. Huhika. All right, mm-hmm. brother Huhika. All right. Um, so let's get on with the uh, the interview. Uh, so, 
tell the audience, um, oh, before I say this, before, before we get in the interview, I just want to thank some people. Uh, I just want, uh, last week we had a big increase of the download. Uh, I just want to thank the people that download the show and listen to the show. And uh, our numbers are rising because of you. This is your show. When you download these shows, this is information for you to take out to your community and follow up if you if you want to. Okay. And uh, I just want to thank the people for downloading the show and everything. So uh, we're close to like 300 people downloading shows on a, uh, a weekly basis. I'm trying to get up to over a thousand, but um, mm-hmm. like, like I said, I'm only the show is young. It's only two months old. So, uh, brother, uh, say that name again, brother. Kudos, Kuhi, Kuhi Ta, All right. Uh, Kuhi, Kuhi Ta, All right. Yeah. H U H I. H U H I. Kuhi. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Brother Hulu, can you explain some of your explain a little bit of something about yourself? Okay, first and foremost I'm a Nwapian. The picture that you saw on Facebook, that was a part that was the African African American parade. Mhm. We came through and demonstrated like basically our culture, what we was about. And you know, just uh what we what we were about, like our our doctrine, our culture, our spiritual our spiritual system and we mm-hmm. shared that on the parade. Um, I'm I'm about spirituality and I'm about nation building. So when you reached out to me, I was definitely open. You know, always open to a brother, especially willing to reach out to a younger brother, which I really respected. You know. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, uh, that's very important. We got past the baton, and see, that's something that didn't happen to my generation. The baton wasn't passed to us, and then we kind of like went off into another another path which was negative or or was just individualistic. I'm all about uh generation that's behind me uh, taking mm-hmm. over because you're the future and you gotta carry the message and I appreciate you. All right. yes, I, I appreciate you uh uh and your spirituality and your willingness to build uh uh to rebuild that nation. To rebuild well, uh, so, um, so explain a little bit more about your organization. What it's called, what you do. Okay, right. are you familiar with um, Dr. York, Dr. Malachi York? Mm-hmm. No, I'm not familiar with him. Okay, he he started the Nwapian Nation. Basically, it's a sovereign nation. Um, it, it, it's working with ancient sciences because, as you should know, um, Europeans, they came in with the monotheistic system and it destroyed mm-hmm. all of Africa, Native America, you know, it took over. Mm-hmm. So he, he basically brought back our indigenous system of spirituality, which is animism. And a lot of people, when they look at ancient Africa, they think we're praying to many different gods, but only we're paying homage to the God that manifests within different aspects of nature. Mm-hmm. When Europeans came around, they kind of demonized it, called it paganism, and basically destroyed our way of life, took our concepts, they manipulated and created their own. And it turned into Christianity, Judaism, Islam, basically the monotheistic system that we have to this day. So um, the Wapu basically is it's a spiritual system based on animism, you know, and also we 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 we, we go we push to for facts like in any situation because we've been lied to for so long, 
that the basis of our, our, our organization is sound right reasoning, actual facts. So if we have a communication or we're talking, what's the facts? What's the foundation? What are you going to build your argument on? We need the actual substance. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So that way we won't be bamboozled and no one can give us a textbook and be like, yo, listen, Columbus started America. You know what I'm saying? He, mm-hmm. you know, he founded America. So we need the actual facts of the thing or the matter. So that that's basically what it's about. But it's a sovereign nation. We've been sovereign since 1999. No, 1992. And um, we, we've just been building. We're all over the world. We're in Trinidad. We're in Liberia. We're in New York City. We're in North Carolina. We're basically in all different states. Hey, let me ask you something, uh, bro, uh, brother Hoosie. Um, you live in Miami, huh? Yeah, I, I just moved from Miami to New York City. Uh, okay, because the parade that I saw was in Harlem. Yeah, yeah, so what, that was in Harlem. Mm-hmm. So what possessed you to move to beautiful Miami? I heard, well, I guess um, you don't have to wear boots and, and coats like we're doing right now. So what possessed you to move to Miami? Well, no, I just moved from Miami to New York City. Oh! Oh! Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. guess what, brother? You're about to witness a weather shock. I know you didn't have to wear. I know you didn't have to wear the coat to help me there. I know this weather. I know it's a good introduction to this uh this wet up and down weather we're having. Oh, okay. Yeah, so how? Do, huh? It caught me off guard, man. Last night it reached 36. I was like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, is this really what I want? Is this really what I want right now? <laughs> 36 is not cold. Mm-hmm. Wait till you get to the 20s and the teens. Oh, no. Go to that store and give you some long, John. Uh, <laughs> um, the spirituality system. Uh, so how receptive are the people to your belief system? I'm sorry, say that again? How receptive are the people, the average people, uh, uh, to your belief system? Uh, uh, my brother. Okay, so Nuwapu, we don't we're not a belief system because belief it basically is accept, the acceptance of things you do not know. So the basic foundation okay. is actual facts. So mm-hmm. so that way we can't be harmed or we can't have any holes in the sense where historically we have to have the facts. So, religiously we have to have the facts that basically when was Christianity created? When was Islam created? What was the date? And the actual facts of the matter. But it's, they're really receptive in the sense where they have a comfortable, they have a they have a comfortable feeling within themselves. Where I, I'm not being led astray because we're going by mm-hmm. facts. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Yes. Yeah, so no. they're, they're very receptive and it's growing drastically. You know. So people are receptive to the facts that mm-hmm. you are providing for them. Yes, absolutely. So, uh, where, uh, where, where is your meeting place in Harlem? Well, it's it's, it's actually we're in Brooklyn. Our, our Brooklyn. address is seven one seven Bushwick Avenue. Oh, I know where that is. I know what Bushwick Avenue is. Mm-hmm. Yes, I, I, I'm very familiar with Brooklyn. I'm sorry, what? I'm very familiar. I'm very familiar with Brooklyn. Where are you from? You from Harlem? No, I'm not. I know about Harlem, though. I'm not from Harlem. I'm from Jersey City, which is right across the Hudson River. And uh, and, uh, I worked in Brooklyn for many, many years, Mm -hmm. so uh, since the 80s. Um, Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. 
in your view, in your organization view, in your in your spirituality view, what do you think? What is the status of the black man in America today? Okay, and the, the status of a black man in America, we're not respected in a sense where, okay, you said this was how do we gain respect of our women and our children? First of all, we don't own anything. We're not creating anything. If you look at the rap industry, we're working for somebody. We have all the talent. We have the creative abilities, but someone's there, they're basically capitalizing on our natural resource, and our natural resource is our soul or, or mm-hmm. us, ourselves, us being into a nature. They're capitalizing on the black people's abilities, right? Mm-hmm. So the status of the black man in America is we're, we're unre- we're un- uh, no one respects us, you know? Mm-hmm. We have no collateral. And when it's like we're not produ- we're not contributing to the world, even though we're giving everything to the world, because they're basically they're taking everything that we're creating and putting their name on it. You get what I'm saying? Yes. Yes. So, mm-hmm. tell me this. Okay. I think all of us know that in today's society, at what time the black man was contributing to society. And now today that we're now, uh, uh, yes, we're not respected by our women, and we're not respected by our children. Mm-hmm. And yes, you're right. The the guys that do own any, uh, own anything, they're not contributing anything to our society. So, mm-hmm. how? Of course, uh, uh, oh, a couple of weeks ago, I got a listing of uh, major black businesses in the United States. There are a lot of us that own millions, if not billions, of dollars worth of businesses in the United States. But we're not conscious of that. Um, so with that, how can we change that? How can we get the black man, specific to black man? Because since we live in a patriarch society, well, we're from a matriarch society, but since we live in the United States, which is a patriarch society, and they look at the man as the lead, how can we as black get the respect, uh, 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 start owning our resources, start contributing to our society, and start with basically uh, building our self-respect? How can we... In your view, how can we do that? Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna give an example, but I'm gonna mention another problem. Another big problem that we have in America, especially Black America, is that about 75% of our Black women are single, single mothers. You know what I'm saying? That's a big problem in the United States. So the only way we can fix this issue is installing culture, because Black people in America we don't have a culture. Look at the Jews, right? Mm-hmm. They have a culture, and everyone around the world mutually is, respects their culture and what they've been through. See, one of the big, biggest unjust things that happened to black people, melanated people, is that our culture has been taken from us. So mm-hmm. we, we become a people of default. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're here because, you know what I'm saying? We're working here because we were enslaved. So we don't have a culture. All right, for example, when a child reaches 12 years old and is in a Jewish tradition, they have a bar mitzvah. Right. They have certain things. When a woman reaches a certain age, when she has a period, she has a certain um, traditional practice that they do for the, the women in that culture. See, 
what what ties people together is culture. The reason why African men, African people come to America and they're able to stay in relationships with their family or have a, a family structure and build businesses and become successful is because they have a, a culture that backs that up. The reason why Spanish people are able to come to America and stay together and have a strong foundation within their family household is because they have a culture. See, the main thing that black people are missing is a culture. And that's another thing I want to tell you about um, Nawapu, the, the organization I'm a part of. It's a culture. You know what I'm saying? So the the main thing that needs to be attacked or focused on is us building the culture because right now we're, we're, we're doing really bad when it comes to the family household. Because if we could fix our household, we could fix anything. We could, if we could fix our household, then we could, fix, we could build a nation. You know? But it's too many single black mothers, right? And you have you have a, 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 a unbalanced situation going on. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. systematically they're destroying our household with a lot wow. of government programs and how everything's set, the school to prison pipeline. I don't know if you're familiar with that. Mm-hmm. Excuse me? The, the yeah, school to prison pipeline. Oh, yeah. I'm familiar with the school system. I'm familiar with the school system. Mm-hmm. I'm very familiar with the school system and how the school system is not equal uh, uh uh, there are certain school systems, especially in, in New York City, you know, depending where you live, uh, uh, it's it's not equal. It's not a a, a, a level playing field, and, mm-hmm. uh, and 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 that's a lot. Of, that's injustice to us, and it starts at, like you said, it starts in the home. But mm-hmm. you know, when you when you talk about seventy five percent of our families are headed by women. Who yeah, is that who, who who's the fall out that? You know, is it is it us or is it stereotype? Hey, who's seventy five percent of our families being held by single women? Because they didn't make some babies by themselves. Okay, let me let me break it down. We, we mentioned the school to prison pipeline, and I'm gonna give you some statistics. Okay. 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 From school to prison pipeline, students of color face harsher discipline and are more likely to be pushed out of school than whites. Forty percent of students students expelled from U.S. schools each year are black. That's forty percent. Seventy percent of students involved in in-school arrests or referred to law enforcement are black or Latino. Three and a half, three uh, three three point five percent of black students are three and a half times more likely to be suspended than white. Two times, black and Latino students are twice as likely not to graduate high school as whites. 68% of all males in state and federal prison do not have a high school diploma, right? Right. And that's, seven, that, 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 that's 68% of all males in state and federal prison do not have a high school diploma. Okay. And then 50% of children in the foster care system are black or Latino. 30% of the foster care youth entering the juvenile uh, justice system are placed, uh, I'm sorry, are placement-related behavioral cases. So another one, 70% of inmates in California state prison are former foster care youth. So there's a big problem going on in the school system. What the school to prison pipeline is, is that young black males are engineered from kindergarten to the 12th grade from school straight to the prison system. Look it up. Yeah, it's it's a big problem, and they and that started in 1999 with the when they started the zero tolerance law within the school right. system. 
So when they thought that they were tolerance law within the school system, they set it up where black male would be engineered into the school system and black women would be elevated educational-wise. Statistics show that black women, they have a graduate graduation rate higher than blacks, Latinos, Asians, everybody. Black women are number one when it comes to graduating and excelling in the, in the American school system. So black women are elevated while women, while black men are being engineered into the the prison system. And right now at this time, there's more people in prison than there were in slavery at a time. So basically, what's the, the cause or the root of the destruction of our family system for our uh-huh. rise as a black nation is the U.S. government, the Caucasians, the people in control of things. They're, they're creating a disbalance within the household. And once you destroy a household in such a way, you're destroying the, 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 you're destroying the chemistry and the production of the social and economical system of that particular people. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Hey, but hey, you know what? I just want to expand on, on, on what you said about the school system. Uh, uh, well, two things I want to expand on. Uh, the one thing about the prison system, but the first thing about the school system, uh, G. Wilson's book, uh, Miseducation of the Negro, he wrote this book in 1947. That's a good book. Huh? It's a good book. Oh, you know about the book? Yeah. Yes, and, and it stands today in 2016. And the reason why I said 2016 is because we only got about 45 days left of this year. So I'm really say 2016. But let's look at some of our school system in the black community. A lot of them have black principals. A lot of the schools have black teachers. Uh, matter of fact, a lot of the schools have black superintendents. They are mm-hmm. some that have black commissioners. Now, how how can we have these stats that you just spit? 40% arrested. 40% not graduating. 30% behavior problems, and three times as much to get suspended. Black boys. Now, there, there was a brother in the 80s that wrote, wrote a book called The Conspiracy to Commit, uh, Conspiracy to Commit Something to Black Boys. But anyway, we got all of these still have these alarming, uh, alarming statistics. How can that be when we have all these black teachers, black principals, black superintendents, and black commissioners that run in the educational uh, educational systems in our black communities. How can we have these same stats that you just spoke out, which are accurate? Because we have black sellouts. You know, the, the, one, the most damaging thing is the money to us because a lot of people are talking about, okay, how can we circulate money in the black community? But at the same time, when black people get that money, it becomes a a social engineering engineering system where it's like, okay, I'm better than this person. I work in a hospital, so I could see it every day. People are like, yo, I work here, I'm better than you, or I'm better than the average person walking around in Harlem. You know what I'm saying? It's it's a competition. We hate each other, and it happened from slavery. So without a culture, like I say, we're not going to have love. With culture, it brings more joy. It brings systems that make the, that brings the family together. Right. So we get this money, and we're like, yo, I don't have to talk to, I don't have to build with my brother because I have this money. You know what I'm saying? I could just 
get a condo in a white neighborhood. So I'll get a condo in Beverly Hills. I'll get a condo in Lower East Side. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. you get that condo on Lower East Side and your brother's in Harlem and in the Bronx and Brooklyn, you're not even looking at them at this, as the same. You're not looking at them as your people. You're looking at it as a class, classism. I have yeah. money. So my, my buddy Jonathan over here, or my buddy Billy, I'm going to work with him. I'm going to invest in this white person because he's going to make me more money. You know what I'm saying? You yeah. don't see the wealth in blackness. The only mm-hmm. person that sees the, the wealth in blackness is Caucasian people. You know what I'm saying? Right. Hey, yeah. you want to know something else, brother? Um, you want to know something else? I heard with my own ears, which really stroked my heart, you know, the black person said, I am not like those people. Mm. You're not like those people. What are you talking about? You're not. Wow. You are. You are us. You know, mm-hmm. and um, it really... It really, and, and, and there are a lot of brothers and sisters that have that thought uh, of that I am in a different class. I am in a different class structure because I live in this certain society or I live in this certain area. I drive this certain automobile, so therefore I am not like you. You know, you're, you're someone else. You almost sound like um, you're uh, a European. So mm-hmm. how can we, and it's almost going back to what Maxwell talked about, the house Negro and the field Negro. It goes back to that type of thought. And, um, mm-hmm. I, I, you know, because my show is all about solutions. It's all about the remedy. It's all about mm-hmm. how can we change a certain phenomenon. So how can we change that self-hatred? How can we change uh, a black person feeling that they better than because they they make a certain income. How can we change that thought within that individual? And that's a good that's a uh, Kenneth Jones, right? Yes, that's my that, name. That, <laughs> it's, 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 it's an easy Jones. slave name. It's an easy slave name to remember. Sorry to say. <laughs> word, word. <laughs> okay, so yeah, um, that's really good that you work with solution because. A lot of black people or conscious people, we have, it's something about us that we just love talking about the problem. Like, mm-hmm. we get high off of talking about what's the problem, but we don't, know how, we don't give a solution to the issue. So right. um, I'm going I'm to I'm go with what I said earlier, because we need a culture. We need to come together and create systems that heal our our households, you know. And it, a lot of it comes with culture and the thing that we forgot about is culture, and that's what happened when we made the transition from Africa to the Americas, or from, I would say from the sub-Saharan slave trade to the Atlantic slave trade, because mm-hmm. the Atlantic slave trade only lasted 400 years, and people think that was something. But before mm-hmm. the Atlantic slave trade, we was in something called the sub-Saharan slave trade, which took over Africa, and that lasted mm-hmm. 14 centuries, right? The sub-Saharan slave trade, it started with the Arabians. Back right. then, they called them the Phoenicians, right? So we was in the slave for a long time. And remember, prior to European rule, Africans, we controlled the world with our particular culture, spiritual practices that allowed us to control the world and actually affect the social and economic system of the whole world. Like we helped mm-hmm. build civilizations because of how stable we were. So it goes back to culture because culture brings us together. It gives us an identity. You know what I'm saying? Right. 
So that's the one thing that my my teacher or my our, our leader, our president, because we're a sovereign nation, our president basically came to the conclusion that we need to have a culture. We need to bring back a, our indigenous culture. So we have a language. Basically, it's Nawapic. Nawapic it comes from ancient the, the ancient languages that started civilizations. Basically, like the Sabian language, the Tibetan. Those are ancient sub-Saharan languages that basically started languages like what you would call Medunetra mm. in Egypt. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Or the Coptic, or different languages that manifested and I was able to develop other languages. It comes from that. So basically what he did, he went back to the, the ancient system, African system, which started most of the ancient great civilizations, and we went back to that. So now we're in the healing process. We have to install culture. We have to install our holidays. And another thing, brother, we have to take our children out of the public school system. Right now, we have a lot of homeschool systems that we can homeschool our children. We, I have a sister right now who's homeschooling her kids, and they're, they're literally studying right in front of me <laughs> while I'm having yeah. this conversation. We need to take our children out of the public school systems until we're able to build schools that we can properly develop our children's minds. Because once we develop our children's minds, then we don't have to worry about them selling out because they will have an Afrocentric, right, way of thinking mm -hmm. or a black or melanated way of thinking. So one of the solutions I would give is to take our children out of the public school system as fast as possible because it's killing them there. You know what I'm saying? You know, my oldest daughter, you know, uh, uh, homeschooled her, her, her child. He, he's 12 years old. And he speaks so well as vocabulary. And, and my daughter is, is tough on me. She's a Princeton grad, and she is tough on those books. I mean, mm. he, um, she doesn't play. And, uh, yes, take the – but everybody can't afford that, you know. I mean, she could do it. She could do it. But everyone can't, like – because of the economics uh, situation uh, of different households, uh, uh, everyone can uh, afford that. But, um, yes, that is a start. And, and I don't disagree. As a matter of fact, I agree wholeheartedly. But how can, if you can't afford it or if you don't have no one uh, or, or if you don't have anyone that is, have the ability to teach, to teach the child, what are some other alternatives that okay. a person can utilize? All right. So the the school system is important. They're, at first, off of um, default, you'll see some expensive school school homeschool systems, but there's a lot of them of, of school systems popping up out of the woodwork. I have uh, three sisters that's doing it. My mother did it. I was actually in homeschool. So there's some, some cheap alternatives that you could deal with. And remember, there's a lot of single mothers, and they're getting a lot of uh, government aid and a lot of government benefit. We can mm -hmm. use that to our advantage. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. For the, at, at first, but then there, there's other things. We need is much more than that. We need to create government. We need to uh, create uh, community groups, right? Mm -hmm. We need to create community groups that works together. That we create, not necessarily that the government funded that's working through the city uh, politics. But we right. need to create community groups that works with children, that works with adults. You know what I'm saying? But yes. the, the number one thing is us to, everyone to come together because we have so many different conscious groups that's working on different, all unite. Because once we right. unite, 
under a system, under a culture that we can all understand that, that's mutual for all of our personal beliefs, our personal systems, that that will be powerful because okay, that's the main so, thing. That so, so how can what feel cool? Of course, of course, like, 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 that's like hitting a, a nail right uh, right on the head with the hammer. That is it. Or how can't we do that? Because like I was explaining to the founder a couple of weeks ago, how we should take our company. Oh, 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 you said it so beautifully. I said, we're not monolithic people. We have so many different voices. We have we got, we got black Republicans. We need them. We got black moderates. We got black progressives. We got Christians. We got Muslims. We got Europe. We have uh, people that believe in the e- Egyptians. We have so many different voices. But like uh, this brother said, who's a journalist, you can't do it alone. A lone wolf will not eat, but a pack of wolves will eat. How can we, using that metaphor, how can we bring all these different voices under one umbrella? Okay, all right, so basically I have an organization, it's called UMA, and it's fashioned over what Marcus Garvey built. It's it's called the UMA, it basically stands for United Melanin Association. Yeah, so I read that, I read that, yeah. I know, I know everyone's not going to be, everyone's not going to be a Christian, everyone's, everyone's not going to be a Muslim, and unfortunately everyone's not going to be a Nawapian, but right. we need to create a system, a black government, that governs black people in general, you know, you get what I'm saying? Something mm-hmm. that everyone could come a part of that's not going to compromise their personal belief system. Everything right. should change later on. You know what I'm saying? We can all come to a common understanding later on, but right now we need a system that automatically unites people everywhere, black people everywhere, black people in Trinidad, black people in, in Liberia, black people all over the world, South America, because Spanish people are black too. There's some Spanish people blacker than all of us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We need we need something that unites people right now. So it's still in the works. It's still building. You know, I, I've been working on it for a couple of years now, but it's about to drop soon. But we need something that automatically unites everybody without attacking or they, or someone feels like their 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 personal beliefs or personal understanding of life is under attack. You get what I'm saying? Yes, I understand exactly what you're saying because uh, that's why that's why I feel that. That some people will not respond to others because they they will they will not they will not share their views because they feel that they will be unattacked and we have to respect each other we have to respect each other's thought and we and, and we all got one common enemy and that is racism mm-hmm. that's our common enemy and 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 like you said that we need to come together. Develop a system that respects all beliefs, all thoughts. You know, like Mr. Farrakhan almost, almost pulled it off. He didn't pull it off, but he almost pulled it off, pulled it off in 1995, you know, by bringing two million black men uh, across the world together. But he didn't have a page two or page three. He didn't have, like, like Dr. John, Dr. Henry, Dr. Clark said, he didn't have a next chapter. To go, he didn't have the next chapter to go to. You know, mm-hmm. if, if, if see, if somebody can make a call again to bring all of us together, we have to have, like Aaron Clay Powell said, we have to have a plan. Not a dream, but a plan. 
step, mm-hmm. a process, and procedure. You know. So, any final thoughts, brother? Go get your uh, sign off. Any uh, final thoughts? Yeah, listen, man. I really appreciate you. I'm gonna promote your your station. Send me the yes. information. Send me the information. I'm gonna push that out to my or my audience and my crowd because I like what you're doing, and we need more black radio stations. We need more black people being productive. So I we used to have you. them. Well, I was coming up, we used to have them, and we well, trying to push the fact. Black mm-hmm. Earth, well, my show is Black Earth America, who is sponsored by Queen Mother for Real Radio. No, Queen Mother for Real Media. Okay. And also yep. send me, send me all that also again on or through social media. Send me that. You know what I'm saying? So I can post it out and I can promote it. I'm a, like I like you, man. I'm gonna really try and push that out there. And I would love to speak oh, on your show again. This is gonna be our last communication. I'm gonna be reaching out to you a lot, brother. I'm gonna be uh, talking to you a lot. And you cross the Hudson River too. I'm gonna be reaching out uh, to you a lot, man. So uh, uh, I appreciate you for coming on the show, uh, 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 sharing that and. Uh, uh, I agree what you're doing. I support you, and uh, and thank you very much, brother. Give thanks. Let me give um uh, my my organization information. Um, yes. The website the website www.nawapu.com. So it's www.wunawap.com. Wu w u dash n u a p www.wunuwap.com. Okay. Okay. All right, brother. All right. You have a poem to leave us with? I'm sorry, what? Do you have a poem to leave us with, Jedediah Sherrod, the Honorable? You said a poem? Yes, this Queen Mother for real. A poem to leave us with. Oh, no, I don't do poetry, but I do teach. I lecture. I just uh, did my first lecture in New York City. Um, on the 19th. So I, I do lecture. I, I definitely want to bring y'all out to the next event. So I got I got Brother Kenneth Jones' information, and I'm going to definitely keep in contact with him because he's a positive brother and he's doing the right thing. Oh, thank I you see. so much, brother. Okay. All right. So listen, okay. y'all have a beautiful day. Okay, we will build. All right. You too. Okay. As uh, Oh, Gary, he's a beautiful young man. Uh, like always, I'd like to thank everyone for tuning in. Please download. Tell your friends to download. Cause the more the more downloads we have, the more barriers that people can learn. As always, I am signing off with I am because we are. We all because I am. I'm out.
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.